Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Matthew West podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West. As always, I really hope you like it. Thanks for joining me. I've always liked that theme song. Hope you like it too. I hope it drives you a little bit nuts, you know? Just kidding. But uh, I'm here at the Story House today, as always. And uh, it's been exciting to kind of branch out. Uh, you know, for the last couple of years, the podcast has been audio only. And I think maybe 100 and 65 episodes or something like that coming to you every Wednesday. And uh, I know you guys are out there, those of you who uh, listen each and every week. What's so much fun is going on the road and having people come up to me and say, hey, I just discovered the podcast, but I'm going back and I'm finding some of my favorite conversations as well. So thanks to those of you who are out there listening to the podcast. And now you can actually watch the podcast at Matthew West Official on YouTube. So I hope you guys are enjoying this. And uh, this room probably looks familiar to you if you're watching. Uh, This is the story house. This is where I write all of my songs and make my records and where I get to have a lot of my guests who are on the show. um, We write songs here together sometimes. So uh, it's pretty special to be able to bring you inside the story house now. uh, So you can watch the podcast if that's uh, your preference, but uh, a lot of exciting things going on right now. The kids are back to school, which is uh, which is fun. I've got a senior in high school right now, so uh, Lulu is uh, trying to decide where she's going to go to college. So I need you all to uh, pray for me, and then also subscribe to the podcast uh, so that I can afford to send. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, uh, other exciting things, we're getting closer and closer to the fall tour, the My Story Your Glory Glory tour with special guest Micah Tyler, who is my buddy, uh, who just had his number one song, I See Grace. And he's going to be on tour with me. We're doing 20 cities around the country. Go to MatthewS.com and then click on the tour button to find out where we're going to be and when. And make sure you don't wait until the last minute to get your tickets. That never works out the way you hope it will. So get your tickets. Come and see us on the My Story, Your Glory Tour. I'm also curious uh, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, um, message me and let me know which song from the My Story, Your Glory album that you want to make sure that I play in the live show. So uh, beyond that, the Come Home for Christmas weekend is quickly approaching as well, December 1st through the 3rd. It's the second annual. Uh, This is a special event with a limited amount of... uh, places available, right? So uh, just a few hundred people are, um, this is only opened up to a few hundred people. You get a chance to come to Franklin, Tennessee and Nashville, Tennessee, and not just one concert experience, but, you know, a a three-day experience, basically. We do a special Christmas tree lighting, downtown Franklin. I get to show you this magical place of Tennessee at Christmas time, like Amy Grant used to sing, A Tender Tennessee Christmas. So if you want to experience that with me and the West family, last year was, it was the highlight of the year for me. It was such a special time. 
And I want to experience that with you. So uh, I know there's already close to 300 of you coming with us uh, to Franklin, Tennessee, and those tickets are running out. Uh, There's gold and silver uh, tiered tickets. And I think all the gold were sold out. They may have just released a few more of those. So anyways, come and see us at Christmas time. Also some more special announcements to come about Christmas. So uh, stay tuned for that. My guest today is uh, a good friend of mine, a songwriting partner in crime. We've become, well, we haven't committed any crimes. Um, we have just celebrated his very first number one song, a song called Running Home. This guy is incredibly talented, and uh, I think you're going to be blown away when you hear him share his story as well. Um, it, you know, if you listen to his music or if you haven't been familiar with it yet, you're about to find out all about this guy, why he does what he does, and uh, his voice is amazing too. So just the real deal. So we're going to go to the story house today with my good friend, Michael Cochran from Cochran & Company. You good? Is your coffee good? It's good. Yeah, it's very good, actually. Not too hot, is it? That's no, perfect. perfect. What are you doing? Uh, what? I don't drink coffee. What do you do? I don't drink coffee. You don't drink, drink coffee? I have, but I, I felt like I should because every time I, I do something like this, everyone's drinking it. It feels like it's the cool thing to do. Um, well, the problem is, is you if, if it was going to be used as a prop, you holding it upside down just absolutely blew it. So thanks oh. for ruining get some, the Matthew West podcast. Do you happen to have any chocolate milk? I don't have chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's also not kindergarten. All like, right, well, you, you know. This is not daycare. So far, we're off to a great start. <laughs> oh, this, I'm grown up here with the grown up man <laughs> podcast time. Hey, dude. No, you do you, man. I didn't know you don't drink coffee. I should have studied that. I can't have caffeine. That's not on your Wikipedia. Yeah. Why I don't know that. You? I think I have a Wikipedia. Yeah, you do. Everybody does. Maybe. What, why can't you have caffeine? Is It, it makes a, my heart. Uh, explode or well i don't know maybe if i had enough like palpitate like oh like a, not like officially diagnosed arrhythmia but there's something so anytime you have any caffeine you start to feel like yeah i mean I, i'll consume i think like chocolate and stuff has it but the last times so i was in college the last time it happened high school the first time but i was just drinking like diet coke or something i had like maybe two or three in a day and that evening it was like freaking out so i went to the er so you just cut out caffeine altogether. yeah yeah so what do you run on man just the Holy Ghost, yeah, just the Spirit and and just a lot, you know. When well, what, not like, bread alone. Do you get energy? Like, I mean, when you're feeling, because it's like so foreign to me to think of not having a cup of coffee. I Maybe that means I got a problem. To Eighteen hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> do you really? No. <laughs> Sixteen to eighteen yeah, hours. Yeah, I like to get a good twelve at night and then a nice four in the afternoon. <laughs> a four-hour nap. Yeah, I can yeah. prove that because when we've written songs together, you're just you just knock out. Like yeah. you're just sound asleep in the writing. Yeah, room. you know who does do that or used to? Brian Fowler does do that. A producer in town. Yeah, he does. He would take a nap in the middle of the session. Well, we would go to lunch, and I think his like I think his blood sugars were off because we go to lunch at like Oscars or something, and we come would back, take a nap? and he would just like kind of grab a blanket and just kind of cuddle up, and he would just sit quietly for about the next forty minutes while you guys were at lunch. Oh yeah, yeah. Weird. He's just, it's the afternoon siesta. Hey, a nap in the afternoon though. Sunday afternoon nap oh. after church. Do yeah. you do you go TV on in the background if yeah. you're taking the a nap? office usually? The office? Yeah. I like a good sleepy baseball game in the background. Does that mm. that makes me feel, sound like an old man, doesn't it? A little. Both of us a little a bit. Little. <laughs> yeah. My wife can she shames me about napping. 
Oh, really? Yeah. She like misproductive, like productivity. Oh, she never stops. But if I take That's a nap, life. like I get this judgy, this judgy look from her. And I'm like, don't shame me from my house. truth. I get the stomps. Oh. If I'm resting and my wife, she can like sense when I have begun to be at rest and the footsteps get louder. Oh, yeah. In the house. And it's like, and quicker. And I'm like, is there anything okay? She's like, no, it's fine. What? It's like, why can't, why can't your man take a nap? I know. Maybe it's because I sleep twelve, dude. Yeah, man. Well, in your case, <laughs> well, see, now we're in a we're at the stage of our lives where our daughters are, you know, they'll be out on the weekend and they have a curfew of like eleven thirty or whatever. Yep. But I'm like, I'm struggling to stay up, yep. but we got to stay up to make sure everything's good. But so we'll like we'll negotiate like which who has the late shift. The late shift, and then I she gets it. mad at me if I want to go to bed, man. This yeah. is turning into an episode where I'm just like dogging my wife. Yeah. But we'll good. move on. She, lo- <laughs> she knows I love her. Uh, yeah. Sitting across from you today, we've written songs together. We've hung out together. Yeah. But I don't know that I've ever had a just a direct shot of the beautiful hair that you possess. Oh, man. Well, this is like day, this is day three. So I've learned that you're not supposed to wash long hair every day. Really? That's new for me. My wife is is like curly hair. She's like great at it. She has like Follows all these Instagram accounts, so she's coaching me on how to on treat how your to hair? have healthy hair. So this is day three. This is this is not my best foot forward today. Wait, what? But uh, what do you mean? I thought you're doing it the right way. I think I am, but as it goes on, it's like you know, I don't know. It's like a lion's mane, to, is what it is. Yeah, I mean, there's a glory it to it. <laughs> there's a glory to it. That it's like a glow. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying it's impressive. Well, there's a lot of I get asked. Like ladies will ask me. At, after shows, like at the merch table, they're like, I wish my hair was great. Guys don't usually. They want to know your hair care routine. They want to know, and I have to tell them, well, my wife is in control of it. And so it's, I mean, there's creams involved. There's gels involved. Oh, so there's, it's multiple products? Yeah, I mean, there's like probably five, maybe five things that happen. Well, this podcast has uh, sponsors. I mean, do you are there any you'd like to mention in the hopes of getting free? Uh, I, don't, I, I couldn't even tell you the brands. You don't even know? I don't even know. You got a lot of times my wife is putting the product in. I have this thing about I don't like like things on my hands, like uh, <laughs> lotion stuff yeah. like that. I, if, Just, I really you don't, don't like that. Yeah, it's a so your wife thing. applies. She applies it. Jeez. Yeah, but if I'm out on the road, I have to call her and she'll send me pictures of okay, it's a dollop. Yeah, it's like this size. The other day she then, literally well, wait when she's not with you. Then who's applying it for? I'm you? doing road it. Road manager. Very reluctant. Yeah, right. I should add that in. I should add that in. <laughs> There's a high maintenance vibe. I'm getting <laughs> yeah. from you, dude. <laughs> so I don't ask for much. Not weird or anything. I just need you to uh, give me a but scalp I need massage. You to, <laughs> I need you to exfoliate the the. <laughs> ends of my hair <laughs> oh that's awesome and then uh tell me the the significance of this necklace you're wearing i don't know if it's oh, being picked up on the camera but. i don't have any significance to this other than i saw it on is i'm a victim of instagram ads frequently okay so i could i don't remember the brand of this but it's I saw, a, is it's that a wolf? wolf it's a wolf yeah um, I'd like to say it's my spirit animal, but I don't know anything about what that means. Yeah, that sounds mean. new agey. This is yeah, a Christian so podcast. I don't we don't know. talk about spirit animals. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> what, but what is the thing? Like, so there's no significance other no, than other than it was a wolf. I thought it was cool. I've been asked like five or six times. I was like, that's a cool necklace. You what need to mean? come up with a story for shows like this. I when I see it, and I'm like, I'm I'm hoping there's some deep backstory yeah. that you were raised by a pack of wolves, yeah. and like that's you know a. But so when I was cool. at the lowest point in my life, I was on a hiking trip in Montana, <laughs> and I was just really searching for 
answers, yeah. searching for meaning. And I look down the trail, and there's this wolf. There was a wolf. And they're not even native to Montana. I don't think. I don't really know. Maybe they are. And I was like, wow. What happened next? Won't God put things in your path? Won't he do it? That are... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Man, I, I was That was actually pretty I good. Probably, Wasn't that good, guys? You know. My friends at Indeed.com are changing the game, helping anybody who needs to add to their team and make hiring easier. Uh, you got to check them out. If you need to supercharge your hiring, you need a hiring partner, you need Indeed. It's the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You don't have to spend hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates. Indeed is a powerful hiring platform that helps you do it all. They streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. According to Indeed Data US, um, you will find this fact. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. So you're not waiting. I'm running a company. I'm running a podcast. I got a lot of things going on. I don't have a lot of time. And that's why Indeed is a huge help. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. So it's actually going to help you save money as well. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. You can start, start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash West. The offer is good for a limited time. Again, claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash West. Go ahead to Indeed.com slash West and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash West. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dude, um, you're one of my favorite people that I've gotten to meet Man. in the last, uh, well, I think we've only met maybe a couple years ago. Yeah. But like, I have gotten the chance to hang with you and I've been excited to have the listeners of this podcast get to hang with you too. If they haven't seen yeah. you live and in concert, if they haven't followed you on social media or whatever, but as as they'll already be able to tell, you're hilarious, but you're a world-class talent, but you're just Man. also just a the real deal you're such a great dude and so we've gotten to hang in one of my favorite ways to get to know somebody is when we're writing songs together yeah it all and comes out there yeah for it, sure. it just feels like and you got to get comfort is so important in writing isn't it like yeah. i'm not talking about like the comfortable seat you're yeah. in but like the comfortability around that person and i feel like yeah we just, I was like, did we just become friends? Like, did you, did yeah. you feel that? Yeah, we were about to do karate in the garage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're not that close yet. But I just instantly yeah. felt like, I'm like, okay, I want to be friends with this dude. Whether we ever write a song together or not, let's be friends. You yeah, know? man. I, and that's that's what's really cool about the songwriting process is it's a weird, I don't know if many other like industries, for lack of a better term, operate that way of like you go from hey i just met you to in about 30 45 minutes we're going to dive deep yeah bear into your each soul. other's stories yeah and we're going to come out with something four hours later that right may or may not be heard by people all across the world it's, it's pretty crazy it's asking a lot really yeah. um but you make that easy like I, I think just in terms of like you come in you're like here's my story here's where i've been like being open to do that like yeah. i just feel like we stepped into a groove right away yeah and it's been so much fun to get to know you definitely i want to talk about like how you got to where you are today i want to start with the coolness of what happened yesterday we celebrated your very first number one song 
running home. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank and you. Um, and so that's a big deal. And uh, I, I could tell people were like giving speeches and like showering just not praise, but blessings, like yeah. just speaking encouraging words over you at your record label at Goatee. Uh, what did it mean to you to, to celebrate a number one song and to have your team kind of saying what they said about you? You've clearly impacted many people, not just fans of your music, but the people who you get to work with. All of them said to a man and to a woman, he's the real deal. He's just a yeah. great dude. And they're rooting for you. What did that mean to you? I mean, it was... It was really, honestly, like an out-of-body experience. Like, I felt like I was sitting in a back room watching it, like, on TV or something, because it was overwhelming, just the kindness and the encouragement from everybody was voicing out loud. But just, like, this past season, I mean, this this number one song and then, you know, making, like, an old Opry debut this year has been wild, and it's and it's all been, like, things that I never dreamed would have happened. And so it's been a lot of, like, career flashing before my eyes you know in those moments as people are saying you know hey, we're so proud of whatever whatever it is like i'm just picturing where i was at five years ago or yes. six years ago and just like just praying that i might even get to have like a seat at the table yeah to get to get to contribute you know anything into other people's lives and, and share these songs and the fact that i mean god's just blown open doors that i tried to open for years and it's just it's a very blessed season well, that's 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 the perfect. Like, I wanted to start with the victory that just happened for you because of what you just said about like launching now backwards to like, okay, you you had a picture of yourself. You're holding this plaque yesterday, but five years ago, you're picturing where you were five years ago. Let's yeah. go back to that. Like, where were you five yeah. years ago? What was the? Because moments like you got to experience yesterday are they're just that much sweeter when it's hard fought and it didn't come easy for you. And so I want to know, like, has this been an easy journey for you as an artist or what, what has the journey been like from beginning to where you are today? I mean, there's been seasons where it feels like I'm just in my element. Uh, but I think the overarching <clears throat> pulse on it has just been like, like the grinding, you know, I think we can all relate to that. of just like, this feels like what I'm supposed to do, but it's not easy. And maybe that's the point. But I think back to, I think I signed with Goatee Records uh, almost five years ago to the month. And um, before that, I was in Indiana, that's where I'm from, just grinding, hustling, playing anywhere and everywhere. Booking your own shows. Booking my own shows. Uh, I started my band in 2011, right out of high school. Uh, it was called the Michael Cochran Band, super original. And playing around MCB, <clears throat> MCB. That's right. Yeah, uh, I was playing everywhere in Indiana. I mean, I had, I had compiled this database of like googling of like Christian coffee shops and churches, and like I would go look at other artists' calendars yeah. and be like, they played these places, oh, they yeah. played these places. And I'm gonna call that church, and they're gonna tell me no, and that's okay. And I'm gonna call, you know, the whatever. Joyful Cup. Yeah, or, or, all uh, these places. Yeah, Hebrew. Hebrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know <it>. yeah, dude. <laughs> And so that was really what I tried. And I was putting out music and recording in little studios here and there. And, and um, man, I tried so hard to get doors open and to send music out and to, you know, and everybody's getting hundreds of emails from, you know, people they don't know that are like, hey, listen to my song, you know, and, and whatever. Yeah. And I, in 2016... Uh, had been working with a producer and it kind of fell through, didn't work out. So I had come to this place of like, God, I don't know what you want me to do. 
I just, my whole life have felt like this is the direction I'm supposed to go. Yeah. Uh, but nothing's happening. So I'm going to keep serving at this church that I've been serving at. And I'm going to just be content, give me contentment, you know, to, to serve here faithfully. And that's what I'll do. Yeah. And then literally. That was the Church of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, that was a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was in Utah at the Sorry. time. And <laughs> Tell us a serious part of your story. For some reason, I fought tomorrow. That's good. I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, when I was in Moab, I was split. Um, so you kind of, you didn't give up on the dream, but you said, all right, I'm going to faithfully serve here at this yeah, church if that's like, what God has for me. Yeah, like, I, you know, my feet are broken. My hands are broken from trying to bang these doors down i need yeah. to just i need to just rest and i need to be you know you're gonna have to do it god because i you know i can't i can't i don't know what to do you were said were you getting flat out rejections from labels or just no response when uh, you were sending your stuff out? i'm getting what i've learned is the nashville no <laughs> which is like yeah man like cool <laughs> we'll you know we'll cool. reach out like you'll hear like you know yeah. we'll email I've had, you i had that yeah. yeah you know and it's and it, it's everybody's it's a it's a compassionate way of saying no it's they yeah. don't want to tell you whatever um i think the most encouraging meeting i had was with uh, a label in town years ago in a different division and they were like we really love what you do we don't know what to do with it you know and i was like oh well, that's fair at least you're not telling me that i'm terrible you know what do they mean by that like be, were, was your music um, yeah it was very uh you know i've always had this like soulful kind of old soul bend to me i mean heavily influenced by singer songwriters of the 60s and 70s that my dad loved and billy joel and and mm. van morrison and just kind of stuff that's a little off center yeah. and especially in those years i didn't really know how to take the message that i was passionate about and write it in a way that all my influences speak through, but in a way that, you know, other people are going to like as well, you know, to be able to share my message on a more broader. Um, and so I was just like, I mean, it was raw, you know, I was just like coming in there with, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe there was a chorus in the song somewhere, you know, I don't know, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. just learning it's how, how you to do, do it. it. Yes, yeah. You develop it. And uh, man, it was, it was like the end of 2016, I think. And we were playing these shows, um, for an artist uh, named Ryan Stevenson, we got booked to open up two different Eye shows. Of the Storm. Yeah. Yeah. And we were so pumped for that because those opportunities would come every once in a while. Like a promoter would put us on. You get to be the local. Yeah. Opener, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Help with the local draw or whatever. We're like, yeah, man, this is, oh, I live for that, you know? Yeah. So Ryan Stevenson, Our two dates break. in Indiana. Yeah, exactly. So pumped. And uh, the first show went really great. I noticed like Ryan kind of had like a little entourage around him, you know, and I kind of met the guy, said, hey, whatever. Second night, um, those same guys were there. One guy was wearing all black, so I'm like, okay, this guy's obviously in the industry because he's, you know, he's all, <laughs> this, <laughs> you know, he must be in charge. Yeah, but. he must be in charge. He's wearing, you know, black shirt, black shoes, black, you know, whatever. <laughs> like he just had the Nashville look, the you know, Nashville look. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm just gonna introduce myself. I was like, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey, my name's Derek. Uh, you know, I manage Ryan Stevenson. I was like, oh, manager. Like, manager. My radar yes, went off. I was yeah. like, man, okay. So I was like, hey, would you be willing to like watch our our set and just email me? some critiques like I just you know anything any thoughts you have if you wouldn't mind he's like yeah give me your email and I'd had those conversations before so I really didn't expect to get anything back yeah but that's and a great approach yeah I just wanted I just wanted to get better you yeah know? you weren't saying can you give me a record deal you're like hey yeah I would love your feedback yeah positive great. negative whatever and sure enough this was like on a Saturday Monday morning I got an email from the guy and he was like 
hey man, here I really love you know these two songs you share. Really love your heart. Really love what you're doing. You know, so here's like a very thoughtful response. Very thoughtful. And he's like, here's two things that I would work on right away. And also, you know, what's your goal? What's yeah. your vision? So it was, it was like a he wanted to start a conversation. I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is awesome. You know, so then I uh, engage in a dialogue back and forth and it ends up coming on, hey, why don't you come to Nashville and meet and let's talk about cool what yeah. you feel like God's calling you into in this season. Fast forward, that led to signing with the management company called First Company Management. Wow. And uh, I mean, Derek Bruner was the, the guy that brought me to town in that right, avenue. He's seated he's right in, in the room. room right he's now. in he's the room right camera. now. He's not on camera. Because that's what, you know, the managers, they, they, they like to yeah. be behind the scenes. And he's not wearing dressed. all black today. He, has he changed that up a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So I, maybe it's a brighter season for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brighter season because yeah. he signed you. Yeah. Man, and Was he the one that first suggested um, the hair care routine, too? Because that's a <laughs> good man, manager. Back then it was high that. and tight. Like me? Yeah. Yeah, my, probably a little shorter on top. I was, I was. Uh, my friends asked me if I've enlisted for the Marines. That's how tight yeah. I'm going. Yeah. It's so nice. okay, so you signed with the management company first, then yeah. you, then they took you into Goatee. What was there a certain song that got you a record deal, or was it just like we believe in this guy's talent, and then the first song came along after that? Like we was had, it church. Church was the first single that we released. <clears throat> we had a song uh, that I had written called Grave. Okay. Um, that a lot of labels in town were excited about. That was kind of opening the door. We we did a couple showcases, uh, met a lot of great labels, a lot of great people. And that was the song that we all felt like this is going to be, you know, this is the one, yeah. you know. And then uh, we met with Goatee Records and they heard a song called Church Which is that great. I had written. And they were like, this is the one. And it's soulful. It's everything you said, like even the influences that you mentioned like growing up listening it's, it had this yeah. soulful gospel it was my story and it was just like where i'd been the past 10 years and and the the wandering and the returning and all of that and um it just became clear that that label was going to be the fit when they when when they saw the you know the soulful vision the bennett and and we just it, like everything started coming together of like okay this is the sound this is the voice this is the time to to go do you know what else wanders and returns? The wolf. There it is. Man, <laughs> there it is. Saying. There's a title of That's your next story. record, The Wolf. The Wolf. I swear I've been looking at my dogs and they're smiling at me. I may sound crazy, but uh, I don't even know if that's possible. I swear they're, uh, they're smiling. That's all I know. And I think the reason might be Sunday's healthy dog food. It's actually easy to store and serve, so I'm smiling too. But they've got a new turkey recipe that the dogs seem to really love. It's the most palatable recipe yet. It makes me feel good to feed my dog healthy dog food. Sunday's is zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. Uh, there's no synthetic or artificial vitamins, minerals, or flavors. It's naturally complete and balanced, and it doesn't even require refrigeration. It can be stored in your pantry or right on your countertop because it's air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. It was co-founded by Dr. Tori Waxman, an actual practicing vet. So Dr. Tori knows, uh, you know, they know they know how to do this. Sundays contains 90% real meat, 10% vegetables, fruits, and whole grains. Every recipe has natural digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. And dog parents have reported noticeable health improvements with their dogs. 
Uh, like I said, I feel like the dogs are smiling at me. They sure seem happy. It's shelf-stable, lightweight, and easy to travel with if you are on the go. And every every order ships right to your door, so you're never going to have to worry about running out of dog food again. Plus, you get 20% off and free shipping on every subscription order. Uh, check this out. We've worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners. See, this dog food is already 40% less expensive than other healthy dog food brands, but right now you're going to get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash west or use the code west at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash west. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. Okay, so, but what's interesting is when you were saying, I was just thinking about where I was five years ago, I was thinking even five years ago, you would have been like, I was just, I was trying to get a record deal or whatever. But when you were talking about the grind, you were actually talking about the grind after signing the record deal. Like, so I think a lot of people might not realize that like, there's the independent grinding. And then like you, if you get a record deal, that doesn't mean that the work stops or right. that you instantly blow up and become this huge name. And yeah. it's like, I remember I was, I was playing 90 to a hundred dates that I was booking myself as an independent artist, colleges and churches and things like that. Yeah. And when I signed my first record deal, I remember having this like moment mentally where I was like, Oh, now I can sit back and let the machine kick in. Like I've been working so hard. Yeah, yeah. Now they are going to do so much of the work for me. And I mean, I remember three months into that like record deal where something just made me snap out of it and go, "I am the machine." Yeah. Like, and I, I'm I'm saying like not not like in a um, in an arrogant way. I'm saying like yeah. nobody's going to work harder than I'm willing to work. Yeah. So the grind it hit me that the grind was just beginning. Dude, that's the truth. That's absolutely true. And that, what you just said, that was told to me by uh, Joey Elwood, who's the, I guess he's the president of, of, of Goatee. Go yeah. And that was one thing he said in our first conversation. He was like, you know, you, you set the tone and you lead the way for this whole thing moving forward. I mean, we're all going to work our tails off for you, but no one's going to work harder for you than you. And I was like, mm. That's the truth. Well, there it is. Let's get it. And you do, and you've listened to that advice. I mean, you and, and I mean, someone's going to be interested to work with you. I mean, the record label that signed me in the beginning, they said to me, they're like, we see how hard you're working on your own. Like, if we add in our efforts, like, we can help you. You know what I mean? But it yeah. was, they were most inspired by how many shows I had on the schedule. Same. Yeah. Um, and so it sounds like that's the same with you. And yeah, especially with the management company. I mean, I had a full calendar of dates and yeah. I had just raised like, 15,000 or something for a Kickstarter album. Independently. Uh, independently. Back wow. then, and I just put this out. And so they just, I mean, I had, I remember sitting and telling the management team in their office, I was like, I mean, I'm going to do this whether or not you guys of course. are with me. So it, you know, it'd be cool to have help, <laughs> you know, it's but funny, I'm going to do it either way. I did Kickstarter before Kickstarter was Kickstarter. Man. Like, here's how I did it I wrote a letter. And made it look super official to all of my family members and relatives. And I said, basically, I'd like to tell you about an exciting investment opportunity. Heck yeah. And I said, I'm, I'm giving you an opportunity to be the first to pre-order my first project, which was going to be a cassette. Okay. That's how old I am, dude. <laughs> and I was letting them in on the ground floor. Yeah. 
And I knew how much it was going to cost me to print the first uh, 500 cassettes. And I had an uncle, my uncle Charlie in Wisconsin. He knew what I was up to, and he cut me a check. Uh, he ordered X amount of cassettes, which wound up being the amount of the whole first order. Man. And that was the coolest thing ever. But yeah. that was like pre-Kickstarter. Yeah. I was like just trying to kickstart it. I was just trying yeah. to mooch Imagine off Imagine what you relatives. could do with Facebook inbox's now. Oh, dude. I'm on hey, fire. all your former yeah. classmates in high school. Yeah. I've got an opportunity for tell you. you about an exciting yeah. investment opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. how how do you feel like your um your I want to ask how you feel like your mission has come into more focus, like with this latest record and and how you've progressed in the last five years, like your clarity of mission, like why you're doing what you do. Yeah. Maybe that's always been there and has stayed the same. But then also, like, I just feel like as time passes, as the harder you work as an artist, the more uh, things come into focus missionally and then um, musically too, right? So yeah. those elements have always been in you, but do you feel like you, with this latest record, like musically, or you feel like you're dialing into like, or have you always felt like that? Did the first record feel like that too? The first record definitely, <clears throat> it felt like, I mean, I've, I've spent a lot of time talking about like the process of and the industry workings, that sort of thing, because that's where my head was at in those early years of like, I got to, that was what I was focused on. And I think, have when, a hit yeah, or... I think when those things come, when you have a team that you've built, my, my brain was able to get back to why I do this. Because it's ultimately, I don't do this to, to, so that I have a manager and a label and, a, and shows. It's like, yeah. we started doing this uh, because we want to put our message in front of people. We want to use our music to point people to Christ. And I think that my head the past five years has been more in that place than it's ever been in my life because I don't feel like I'm, I feel like I, feel like I spent so much time trying to trying to get a seat at the table. And once God blessed me with a seat at the table, now it's like, now I can do what I really feel like I'm supposed to do yeah. at the table. And that's be a voice that points people in the way that I make music. It's different than other people make music. It's no better, no worse. It's different. And that's the voice that I have. And I feel like the first record was finding that voice, like like building a building like a ship on the beach to like get to like leave the island, you know? And like you just find what pieces fit, find how we're gonna get over that's a the good way of putting you know, it's like okay, the waves are coming in this way, so we gotta get over this way. And then right. like but now I feel like the second record, we're on the open ocean and we know exactly where we're headed, dude. Yeah. And it's like we're just we our sails up, we got the wind, dude, and we're just going. Yeah. And that's I feel like musically everything clicked somewhere really in the live shows, somewhere between the first record and the second record of like this is I'm back to what I started doing. Like, this is the music I loved. This is what made me want to do it. And this record has really reflected that. Yeah. You know? So neon lights and stained glass windows, old bar stools and back row pews. I ran to one more than the other, but I couldn't outrun you. Mm. Uh, lyrics from Thank God for Sunday Morning. Talk about how that is not just a... Uh, poetry yeah but your life I, I i remember sitting in the writing room with you and jeff pardo talking about my story i think it was the first write we ever did yeah it was and it was in that little 30 minute like time to get real vulnerable or we're gonna sit here all day and do nothing you know it's like, it's like i just remember talking about like guys i want to write a song about the mess that i was 
in those early years of faith and serving my church. And I would literally be, you know, uh, out doing God knows what on a Saturday night. And then I would stumble, you know, in and, and I would sing a hymn at my church or whatever, you know, and it was like, the, what a mess and how gracious God was to be patient with me in the mess, knowing what he was doing in my life. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was my story. And I think, you know, it was just the the literal sense, but also just the metaphorical of like, I was trying to find that peace in all of the the stuff that doesn't give you any peace you know and for some people it is a literal bar stool for some people it's you know just like the the endless scroll of instagram yeah you know it's like that's where i'm gonna have to find some value in my life and it's like it ain't gonna give it to you right you know right they're gonna give it to you and uh i think just the the gratitude that song expresses of like thank god that he opens our eyes. Thank God he gives us the new mercies Yeah, on a literal Sunday morning or a, you know, whatever. Was there a moment like, um, one of the things I talk about a lot is, um, I call it the blue couch story, but just like the blue couch story can be, you know, for me, it was a literal blue couch watching TV and listening to Billy Graham. And it was just a moment where like everything I'd been taught, everything I knew up in my head, all the pretending of a preacher's kid, like looking the part of a follower of Christ, all of that just fell away. And in its place just came this like real as anything I've ever experienced, a yeah. moment of clarity and and a, and a just a, a deep desire to accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior and like yeah. commit my story to him. Like, was that a moment, was there a moment for you after one of those Saturday nights where you're in church on Sunday morning and, and it hits you like, no, there's a better way. Or what did that look like for you? Like a blue Man, couch moment like that. It was, it wasn't a Sunday morning. Uh, it was in that season of, I know something has to change and I can't seem to, to kick what I'm doing. And this, this, this duality that I was living in, cause I was raised in church. I was, I, I knew enough to be dangerous and I knew, you know, the way that supposedly satisfaction and value and purpose in life came, and that was through Christ, but I just was totally not ready to surrender to that. But when I was in college, it actually was a Tuesday night uh, in a parking lot, which is what my new song's about, man. And it was literally in the parking lot outside of of college dorms and this chapel that they had a Tuesday night Bible study. So it was in Southern Indiana, area code, the phone was 812. So it was called the 812 Bible study. And it was at 812 on a Tuesday night on this college campus. And one night, man, I was going and I was was, kind of helped with the music and stuff. And I just remember one night, the guy just, he just preached on the gospel. And I'd heard it a million times, heard the gospel a million times growing up. And something about that night, it was like, I'd never heard it. And it was like, that's that is that's the hole in my life. Yeah. Is is truly Jesus Christ? And so I sat in my car afterwards. By then it was probably like ten thirty, going on eleven. Everybody had left. I'm just sitting alone in, this, in my car, and I'm like praying, and I'm just like crying, like ugly tears. <laughs> and I'm like, God, you have to make this real mm. in my life. Tonight can't be another like youth convention. Yeah. Where I go to the altar, mountaintop yeah, moment, and I'm yeah, like, I'm yeah. really gonna change, and it's, I'm gonna pull up my bootstraps, and oh, I'm gonna yeah, do it, and yeah. I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna. That night was you have to. 
I don't have, I can't, you have to God, you please, please show up in my life. And that's powerful. That's the difference. And, yeah. And it, and it, I mean, he answered my prayer. I mean, obviously it wasn't a Damascus road, you know, now I never sin anymore ever, but it was, it was literally, I mean, I feel like, wait, 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 you still sin then? Yeah, every once in a while. All right, we need to cut this. I, cut it off. Shut I'm it off. So I didn't realize you hadn't Sponsors perfected are gonna yet. Drop us. Yeah, we're about to lose. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. I and and I found Jesus in a parking. Yeah, life. man. That's your new song. That's and that's the truth, man. That is really, I mean, like that was the night. That was the night that it was like, okay, okay. There's yeah. something to this. There's something changing in me. Like the scales have fallen off, and I see the man that God's calling me to be. I see yeah. the life promised to me, and I—I I mean, I—I I literally I turned on the radio, and I—I I was not raised in a charismatic church. I was not raised, so a lot of that, like, I never would have thought like God c- communicates to us, right. individual. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. just didn't didn't know what that would mean or whatever. And I turned on the radio, and it—and I really. I was like God was literally talking to me through the song. It was East to West by Casting Crowns. Oh, I thought it would have been better if you said it was, you know, one of my songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, you know. I was like, oh. What cool. if I said that? But it was like a song that came out like two years ago. I'm just trying to totally flatter you. I'm like, man, and it was, it was and, yes. and it was my story, your glory, and it came on oh my gosh. in 2013. <laughs> So, so no joke, you turned on East to West. Yeah, turned on the Christian station driving home after I just prayed my heart out. And I was like, all right, it's in your hands, God. And I turned on the radio. And it was like, I don't know, maybe it was verse two. I don't really know where it was. But that chorus came around and it was like, Jesus, can you show me yeah. just how far? Yeah, because, you know, just, just, just all the feelings of like, I'm a mess. And I know how I've been living. And I know... You know what your words yeah, that says. That lyric is and, heavy. I, yeah. I can't bear to see the man I am. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's. Yeah, I remember. Like you know, just I feel like I'm one mistake away from you leaving me this way because that's my. Ooh. That was my fear. It was like, am I? Can it even be real? Can you know? I like I've grown up around it. I've yeah. walked this. Like, yeah. Why am I not? You know. Yeah. Why am I still the way that I am, even though I know the truth? And yeah. It's like, well, because I've not surrendered to you. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. Is have you ever gotten to tell Mark Hall that story? I think so. I think maybe I, I think I like tagged him in an Instagram post one time. But you have you met him? Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys done shows together or anything? No. Oh man. Mm-mm. That's so cool, man. I love I mean, that's Not such yet. a great story. Not yet, right. dude. You need to go on tour with Casting Crowns. They're, the they're awesome people because and they're awesome people to tour with. Like they're so just heard, yeah. they're like you. They're the real deal. Like who they are on stage and who they are off stage. It's just like a yeah. great environment. A lot of how I've modeled how I want to my operation to be on tour came from opening for them in 2011. Awesome. And that's like a, um, so, but that anyways, so then that song, it's, it's kind of cool to think about, okay, thank God for Sunday morning, first single off of the running home album, then running home, which is this like, what, what would you call that? Is that like, is that a prodigal anthem or something? Yeah, right? man, it definitely is. Like, cause, and, and that, I was, I mean, we were intentional. I feel like going to this record, cause I've, I've written so many songs about like where I've been, you know, like, and I, I wanted running home to be a song like this is where I'm going, you know? Yeah. And I, and I feel like it was like the other side of the coin you know, yeah. to a lot of stuff that we write. And it was, it's just like, it's a story we have heard. I mean, it's been written and we heard it a million times, but it's like something about, setting that story to a just a 
rock anthem, man. Oh, with dude, the windows I, down. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you, like, when Spotify shows me what my most played songs of the year on my account would be, it's gonna have <laughs> running home because it's like that is just, I mean, windows down. Yeah. Like, it's just, it makes it feel so awesome. I remember like thinking the intro of that song is just so like rock and roll. And yeah. I remember we were like, is that gonna work on the radio? Oh, I remember. It. Yeah. Like, I had so many. Is fears. that your show opener? It was all year. And now it's not. Yeah, well, because I felt like we gave away all the show cards. Like we we would we would play that like it just started happening probably the past two months when the song really kind of peaked. We would start the show with that and everybody's like, yeah, I mean, energy is insane. And then as soon as that song was over, everybody's kind of like, we've seen our favorite thing, you know, hey. <laughs> like we've seen our favorite song because it now, is like the perfect show opener. Yeah, oh, it's just it's rock and roll, but we could you see need on people's to save faces. Them for later. Yeah, the people's faces were like, <laughs> and they were still in with us, but they were like, like, all right. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you played my favorite song. Yeah. Like, now what? Now what? Yeah. Now what do you got next? You know, it's Shoot. like, well, nothing, you know, like well, that. Well, so. that'll be the fun thing as as things progress. Like, you can put songs in different places and it'll be, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. sometimes it's fun to, like, kick off the show with a song they all know. Yeah, And definitely. then still have something in the, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. but that's that's all part of the process. And then, so the progression from where I'm going to... This song, I mean, this song, Parking Lot, is so awesome. And I've always loved, I feel like sometimes in CCM, it seems like the more universal the song is, like, it's almost like sometimes you feel pressure to stray away from the specific colors of your story. Mm. Whereas, like, in country music, it's like Thomas Rhett can sing a song like Life Changes, and it's like he's talking about adopting his daughter from Uganda, yeah. and it's like... Naming them by name. Yeah, yeah, and I've always gravitated towards that. Like, mm -hmm. I've always written songs that, like, I want those colors because that's the uniqueness. I feel like that's the journey uh, an audience, a listener, wants to take with their favorite artist. Yep. But then a lot of times those songs, when I write those, like, I, I, what comes to mind for me is, like, I wrote a song called The Sound of a Life Changing, and I knew it would never be a single because it tells the story... I heard it all from the cheap seats, Assembly Hall Arena, Champaign, Illinois. Yeah. Just a poor college boy making noise, writing his first songs. Stephen Curtis up on stage singing yeah, speechless, man. left me speechless and amazed. I heard a still small voice say, that's going to be you someday. But it was like, I needed to say that. Yep, That's my story. But I also knew 99% chance that my re record label is not going to pick that as a single. Yeah. Even if it sounded like a hit, because it was too story driven, the listener can't find their way in. Yeah. But what I love is like that this song "Parking Lot" is like I I am I feel like the more specific you get in your songs, it actually has a chance to be more universal in a way because mm. people relate it to their own yeah parking lot experience yeah blue couch moment. So that to me gets me really excited that "Parking Lot" is going on the radio. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it goes on the radio. Right though, I mean, it out. yeah. But, I mean, isn't yeah. that cool to think of? Like, would you say this is the most autobiographical, like, in terms of the colors you've painted yeah, with? Yeah, definitely. And the furniture that I've put in the room on this, I mean, it's I'm, I'm in my car, and I'm in this parking lot, and I'm on Franklin Street. You know, and I, I mean, it is, I want, and we, cause we thought about all those things in the writing and I wrote it with a friend of yours, AJ yeah. and Matt Armstrong and, and we're so sitting there, those guys. all those guys. Yeah. And it, and we kind of bounced around. We we're like, is this a little too specific? And I was like, guys, I really want to be specific. I want to be able to, I mean, and I showed him, I pulled up Google maps. That's like, what this an is artist the parking does. lot right here. This is Franklin street. That's, this is the dorms. This is the apartment building right here. 
But that's where I was. And that's what's gonna set you apart because yeah. like those are the details. Because what I like to think about is like, that's a song only you can sing yeah. as an artist. It's not a song only you can relate to though. You yeah. wrote it in a way where everybody can relate to that moment of going, I, I found Jesus. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, I like to think of it like when the listener hears that song, they're hearing parking lot, but they're thinking about their own version of a parking lot. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I think like what was really cool about this, and I knew going into it, I'd had this conversation with uh, with Toby and and a couple guys at the label. I was like, hey, this is the version that I need to tell from my record of this song. And and I was like, if we take it to radio, here's the version that I would like to take there. And it was like two lines were changed or whatever it is. Because I knew I need to be specific here for from from just for my own self. I wanna I wanna share this part of of my story here in verse two or whatever. But I also That's the know, line about the wolf. Yeah, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. yeah. In Montana on the hiking trip. <laughs> yeah. I it, found <laughs> And I was like, but I but I feel like if I I feel like I want to say this, you know, to the listener, to yeah. the on a broader spectrum. So I'm so thankful they let me have two versions of the song. The yeah. new version comes out uh soon and and I because I just felt like f- for my artistic integrity I needed to say this, but also because I feel like I really I really want this song to serve people as well. And I think just one line different all of a sudden invites people in. A hundred percent. In a way, and they're like, oh, now, I, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, make the yeah. connection. But I, there's things I just couldn't and wouldn't change it's awesome. in the song either. And uh, Favorite song on the record that will never be a radio single? Is it The Lows? Man. Is it? Probably The Lows, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a great song. Yeah. And we, I mean, we we received, when we first dropped the album, we had a few radio people that hit us up and were like, hey, this is single number one, right? Or single number two, right? Yeah. Right? And we're like, I don't know. I mean, it's a cool song, but I don't see it working at radio in the same way, but it's such a jam, man. Yeah. And it's just so fun. And and it's everything I love about music. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, and I'm aware that, like, I'm a little bit of an oddity in the things that I love compared to what's maybe popular in this moment. Yeah, but, but being able to put that out to it. Yeah, we try. We definitely try to, I, to, to I, go for a classic sound. Yeah, and I think it's going to serve you well. Like, I really do. I mean, that's there's got to be a timelessness to obviously the sounds change over the years. And like, yeah. there's going to be, you know, times where like the sound of the snare drum you used 10 years ago may be different yeah. 10 years later or whatever. But like the the heartbeat of the music you create. Yeah, there's just it's something different when it's timeless. You know, and what I some mean? artists have made a brand and made a career like their voice is innovation, and people expect them to change with every I mean, record. Toby, you know, Toby, Toby, man, hundred percent. Toby's that way. I feel like for King and Country, yeah, have that. I mean, Colton Dixon has done that. Yeah. Like it's expected. Like they, that's their voice. It's innovation, and you, and it's not the same twice. Uh, and so I think there's always going to be those artists that can just kill that sort of thing uh but then hopefully there's room at the table for guys like me that we do what we do and and we try to maybe sit outside of time a little bit you know i think i mean we'll see i think it's proving that there is room at the table praise god for sure man (laughs) and i'm so excited to see what the lord's doing through your platform and your story and i know the best is yet to come and uh speaking of what's to come like you are uh, on the road, where where can people like see you on yeah. the road coming up in the fall of 
the whole country, it feels like. Everywhere? Yeah, we're going out direct support with We Are Messengers. Nice. Uh, on a big fall tour, September and, through November. And and by we, you mean not just Cochran, but Cochran and Company. Cochran and Company, the band. Is it Cochran yeah. and Co or Company? Like, how do you- Cochran and Company is the official. Cochran and Co are, is for people that don't lo- love me. So when they introduce- No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so when they introduce you, it's not Cochran and Co, it's Cochran yeah. and Company. Yeah, it's usually either one. But, okay. Yeah. And for those who don't know, your wife is in the band. She is. Does yeah. She, is she the leader of the band? Like, does she- She is the glue. She's the glue? Of the band, for sure. Yeah. She's so she's, sweet. She's awesome. She's so quiet. I feel like when we've talked together, like, you and I are cutting up, but like- Yeah. Is she is she, she has an observing personality. Yes. So she picks her moments. She she definitely so she's middle child, raised in a house of like loud sisters, like wonderful people. But when they're all three together, it's just like woo, there's a lot going on. So she, I think, has just taken on like the the listener personality, uh, which works really well because I have trouble not talking yeah. a lot of times. Uh, but you get her in like she's she her most comfortable place is like five people at a dinner, and she's just she opens up. She loves it. That's her time. But you put her in a room with ten people, and she she feels like she slides. Yeah, she just like sits back and and just yeah. kind of observes and stuff. How um, special! I mean, to be able to share that journey together been, with with your wife is pretty sweet, yeah. right? If you didn't have her on the road, you'd be a lone wolf. Yeah, right. <laughs> that so. That's exciting. Man, it's been it's been a yeah, just a dream come true. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So um Cochran and Company dot com. Cochran Music. See? Cochran this is music. why we clear we yeah. clear these things up. And that's my handle too, like Instagram. All the things. Yeah. Instagram at Cochran Music. C O C H R E N. And the album Running Home is available where everybody listens to music. There's yeah. vinyl. Yes. Is it coming out or is it's it out. already out? It's out. Yeah. Uh, you it's get a vinyl copy of the record at your website. Yes. And it, it looks great. Expensive? Sounds great. I think it's twenty five dollars. I, I got a that's free really copy. Reasonable. I got a free copy of the vinyl, by the way. Nice. I felt bad because I know they're expensive, so I feel yeah, like I should. That's, pay that'll you. come out of my recruitment. That's fine. Shoot. <laughs> See, you're spoken like a true artist who knows now how much money is being spent. <laughs> I look at my statements. I do. I refuse to be somebody that doesn't know. You got to be on top of the the yeah. business side too. Yeah. I mean, there's otherwise. You so know. many things people don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, it's crazy. You're learning so much. Look at you, man. Look at me. I've taught just, you everything I know. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And your hair. It's that's right. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is fun. I'm super excited to see what what's to come for you and uh, to let both. I mean, we have two listeners of this podcast. I should have told you that before we started. There's only two. Okay. My great. mom and my dad. But I'm yep. excited for both of my yes. listeners to get to hear more of your story. Like I've never you met your mom. Today. Your dad is a true treasure. Well, though. they both love you. That's awesome. They both love you and both listeners. If you want to say hi to them now, you can. How you doing? Good to see you again. <laughs> Hope to see you on the road. We have more than two listeners, but they're the most. Uh, yeah. they, well, they my mom will me. listen to this podcast. She, she will? She's a big Matthew West fan. What do you want to share yeah. with your mom right now before we go? I love you. I'm sorry for most of my childhood. <laughs> but look, it kind of worked out. Hey, man. <laughs> what a beautiful moment you just got to share with your mom, man. <laughs> Special moments happening on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Hey, dude, you're awesome. And thanks for coming to the Story House. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you. Everything you're awesome, you do. man. He's my dad, and he gives great advice. And that's why this last segment of today's show is called Dadvice. He is my dad and he gives good advice. 
And that's why this segment is called Dad Vice. Dad, thanks for being here. Let's talk about a, an important word, but one that is very hard for me to, um, well, to rest in. Okay. The word is rest. Yes. Um, got lots to say about this uh, word. Our key verse, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. What a timely verse to all of us today. We're all tired and weary, and those out there that are parents, those out there, whatever situation in life, you uh, most likely need rest. Let's look at the word weary. Feeling or showing tiredness, especially as a result of excessive exertion or lack of sleep. The word exhausted, drained of one's physical or mental resources. Very tired. How many of us today, again, feel weary and exhausted? We probably all would raise our hands, especially in these last 18 months. I was listening to a live stream of a, a church that, uh, of a pastor who um, pastors a mega church, and he got up before his congregation and says, I want to be honest with you this morning. I'm tired. And Matthew on uh, uh, Caleb last night, a teacher wrote in, she just finished her first day back to school, and she was exhausted. And today, what does Scripture say about rest? The word rest, to cease work or movement, to relax, refresh oneself, or recover strength. Three quick things. One, God invites us to rest in Him. Again, one of the greatest invitations ever given. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Put that in your heart. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give, will you, give rest. you rest. And then, secondly, find rest in obeying His word. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Right after that wonderful promise in verse twenty eight, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Taking on his yoke means that you are coming under the authority of God's teachings and yeah. following in his footsteps. When you read and obey his word, it will bring rest to your soul. One of his teachings that will offer you rest you need is found in the fourth commandment, Exodus 28, honor the Lord's day and keep it holy. So God promises us rest and when we obey his word, there is a supernatural mm -hmm. rest and energy that comes to us. That's good. Need some rest today? Uh, you know where to go. You know where to turn. And uh, the world is trying to uh, wear us down and wear us out. Uh, there's, there's no shortage of things around us right now that are just making us tired. I can relate to what that teacher said and shout out to all the teachers out there. Yes. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I just love that reminder and we need to be reminded of the importance of rest. Sometimes we think rest, if, if anybody's wired like me, rest feels like laziness, right? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, but there's something holy about resting and resting in God's presence and being still and knowing that he is God. Psalm 46, 10, I quote that scripture all the time. Another translation says, cease striving, right? Rest, Yes. rest yes. and know that, um, because what's the opposite of rest is restless. <laughs> yes. I don't know if that's the exact opposite, but yes. you know, yeah. I, being restless is no way to live your life. And Boy. you can look around this world and feel so unsettled and feel restless and think, oh, I got to jump into action. And um, sometimes the best action is to rest. Right. It's good stuff, dad, as always. Right. Thanks. Thanks, Matthew. 
All right, that's our show for today. I want to thank my buddy Michael from Cochran and Company uh, for letting me be part of his artistry and writing songs together, but also for being here at the Story House so you could hear his story. Um, hey, I also want to thank my dad, as always, uh, for the ministry that we have together and his dad, Vice. But we have a, a nonprofit organization, if you haven't heard, it's called Pop We, P O P W E. And every single Thursday, I send out a written devotional. Um, that I write right here at the Story House, inspired by my own quiet times, what I feel like the Lord's showing me. So you get to listen and watch the podcast every Wednesday, but then every Thursday you can have an email delivered straight to your inbox. This is a free gift uh, as an extension from our ministry, just something to remind you of the importance of having a daily quiet time. It's called Day One Devos. You can go to popwe.org today, P-O-P-W-E.org, and you can sign up to receive that free emailed weekly devotional. You can also send a prayer request at that ministry's website and know that a whole bunch of people will be lifting you up. And you can share your story there. Did you know that? Um, When I talk about how it's your story for his glory, I also want to make sure that you have a place where you know that your story matters. You can go to popwe.org today and write your story down or send a video. And then myself and my team, we get to uh, experience your story. And if you want to share it with other people, our ministry shares it to be an encouragement to other people as well. All right, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me. I will see you next week. And remember, it's your story for his glory. Oh,